A 15th century disease is making a comeback in Victoria with potentially deadly consequences. Cases of syphilis are rising so sharply that doctors are now calling for a PCR testing blitz to combat the problem. For more on this, we're joined by Dr Norman Swan, the host of The Health Report on Radio National. And he joins us on breakfast. Hello. Hi there, Patricia Shaw. This is no good. Uh, syphilis is a disease that's easily curable with a penicillin shot. Why is it reaching epidemic proportions in Victoria? It's not just Victoria. This is a national problem. Um, Victoria had a problem that was reported two or three years ago. Um, Perth Metro has had an issue with uh, rising cases of um, of syphilis. Uh, there's been uh, an outbreak that's been particularly difficult to control in Northern Australia, in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities. There have been deaths from babies with congenital syphilis. Um, I mean, the numbers aren't huge, but they're big enough, five or 6,000 cases. And uh, a, you know, a relative handful of babies dying, but any baby having congenital syphilis in the 21st century is just, in, a, in a country like Australia is just to editorialise, completely unacceptable. Mm. There's an outbreak going on in the north coast of uh, the mid to north coast of New South Wales. Um, So this is a problem that's national and, uh, yep, it's a problem in uh, some of the northwestern and and outer southeastern suburbs of Melbourne. How dangerous is the condition during pregnancy? Well, during pregnancy, it's very dangerous. Um, the mother can transmit this to the baby. Uh, let, I'll just give you some statistics on who we know is getting it. So there's, it's an outbreak in Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander communities. In Perth, they identified it in homeless people, in, uh, in culturally and linguistically diverse communities, uh, men who have sex with men. Um, it's not... We take the national numbers, it's not dominant in Aboriginal communities, but Aboriginal communities as a proportion of the population, it's a significant issue. So it's a dangerous situation there. And the answer is being aware of it and not ignoring it. It can be confused. It's a, a painless sore. In women, they don't necessarily notice it um, because it's on the vulva. Men can't notice it. It can be confused with warts. You can get a skin rash. Uh, GPs have got to be more aware of it and testing. And then Melbourne, there's been a call for more PCR testing um, on swabs um, of the of the condition. It can also be tested by blood tests. But testing is the answer is the start of the solution in uh, in terms of control. And then it's uh, it's really warning people about unprotected sex, especially with dating apps. And more casual, se- and and the, you know the risk you go out with and have casual sex that's unprotected. Mm. You just don't know what you know. It's a, a lottery. Yeah, men who have sex with men are encouraged to get tested for syphilis regularly. Should that also be suggested to the heterosexual community as well? Well, um, anybody who's having sex regularly with multiple partners should be regularly tested for chlamydia. Um, and uh, and you probably should have a regular SDI check. And if you are um, and you're embarking on a new sexual relationship, you should probably ask the partner to get a full STI check, including H- HIV. So it's not exclusively for um, men who have sex with men. This is an issue that's mm. widely in the community. And uh, men who have sex with men are not necessarily having exclusive sex with men either. Yeah, that's right. All right, let's move to another story. So-called freedom protesters have been demonstrating outside the Alfred Hospital after a woman was denied a heart transplant because she's not vaccinated. Vaccinated, uh, she has an exemption. What's what's gone wrong here? Well, the problem here is that every heart is precious, 
people donate their loved ones' organs and you want to get the best possible outcome. And there are pretty strict rules, uh, particularly around heart transplantation, which people aren't aware about. You you essentially... Most hospital, most transplant units in Australia have a contract that you embark on with the person that goes on the transplant waiting list. Um, that includes your commitment to rehabilitation, but also includes your commitment to be vaccinated. And if you are unvaccinated, you are taking a risk because you are going to be um, immune deficient, essentially, because of your transplant drugs. So that's the risk. Mm. Is It's a risk to your own life, but it's also a risk to the heart that could be safer in someone else. Now, I, I don't want to comment on this lady's exemption, um, but, you know, if the fear was myocarditis from the Pfizer jab, for example, um, that that's a minor fear compared to, you know, just the risk of dying of um, heart failure due to, the trans- due, to, due to the transplant. But, of course, of course, you're free to make your own decisions here. But that's the background, is mm. that if you're unvaccinated, there is a serious risk um, with transplantation. So they've got to minimise that risk as a protection of the individual, but also of the heart itself, which is so, so precious. Just briefly, this week on the Health Report, and I'm changing the topic quite dramatically here, you're looking yeah. at people who don't know how to burp. Yeah, Shelby Trainer, our producer, has been out looking at this fearless reporting of a condition where people get filled up with gas and they can't release it. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Often as a baby, the mother might notice that they, retrospectively the baby was hard to burp. Mm. And so this is not every baby that's hard to burp. I'm hastening, hastening to add here. But you get filled up with gas. The gas goes down, your whole stomach becomes distended. It's really quite disabling. And it was was first diagnosed just a relatively few years ago. An American ENT surgeon calls it retrograde cricopharyngeal dysfunction. Uh, More and more um, gastroenterologists and ENT surgeons are getting aware of it here. And it's fixed with a simple Botox injection to the muscle at the top of the esophagus and then you can burp. But I've just given you a spoiler for tonight. (laughs) You have. Give people the right to burp. Dr Norman Swan, thank you. You're welcome. Host to the Health Report on Radio National Breakfast, Dr Norman Swan. You're listening to ABC RM Breakfast. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.